everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, the Salt Lake location. Come on by and see us. Don't forget 86 East University Parkway, the uh, Orem location as well. Gordon, uh, we have some news coming out of the West Coast Conference, and then uh, then we'll talk a little football. But uh, our friend John Canzano reporting. The West Coast Conference is actively exploring the creation of a bubble-slash-pod in Las Vegas for the upcoming college basketball season, per source. Which uh, I was uh, I was a little bit surprised by that. It, it seemed like college basketball was kind of figuring it out how to, to, to maybe, uh, you know, not have to do that i'm I'm a little surprised by that news would that be the entirety of the season or would it be just a a portion of it it says the upcoming college basketball season so Hmm. well um i i guess every idea is on the table right now you know trying to find uh, safe solutions for what's going on and i uh, I don't I have, know how that would work. How would would everyone hole up there in in Vegas, or would they fly back and forth, or how? I they oh they'd have. I mean, if it's a bubble slash pod thing, I mean they'd have to hold up, hole hole up in, in one place and stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two thoughts on the matter. One, uh, if there was a league to go to Las Vegas for an extended period of time and keep their nose clean, it certainly would be the uh, California Church League, right? <laughs> Okay. All those church schools, if, if there was going to be a, a conference in Vegas that behaved. Um, I mean, that's tough to do to college kids, right? But how do you how do you create the bubble? How do you how do you enforce that in Vegas? Oh, I mean, I'm sure similar ways that the NBA enforced it. So, um, I mean, do you, do you, do you have uh, the a, a uh, an accommodation where the the gym is in? that particular hotel and then keep everybody holed up in that, in that hotel. Yeah. And you, you have, you know, them will probably in the one wing and isolate it and make it. So there's a way to like tunnel down to the court or, so, you know, I say tunnel, I don't mean a literal tunnel, but like, you know, a, uh, an isolated way to get to the gym. How do you do that and have uh, the kids be able to keep up with their studies is everything. That, much, of it, much of it is, uh, is remote anyway, I suppose. Yeah, but not at a place like BYU. That's that's the part that I think might be a bit unfair. I mean, it's it's one thing to ask NBA players to to go to those sorts of lengths because you know they're they're getting paid an extraordinary amount of money mm-hmm. and will yeah. you know have a, a lot of money to lose if they don't do something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that we should be asking college age students. That seems a bit much to me. Well, if you think about it, they have other things that they're involved with and uh, relationships. Yeah. Some of them have families. Some, uh, as far as, you know, some of them are married. Uh, they have kids. How, how are you going to make that work? I don't think, I don't, I don't really think you should make it work. I mean, I, you know, if the NBA taught us anything, I think it's you can make anything work if you have the resources and the will to do it. But I, I, Maybe you're going to spend not... 150 million dollars for a resort. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know if the, the argument in my mind is, is if we could. I think it's more if we should. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's really, like I said, I don't think that's really fair to do to college students. Uh, however, if you uh, left it up to the player, to the student-athletes, I wonder how that vote would go. Some of them do have tight relationships that they want to uh, stay in close contact with, but many of those guys just want to play. They just want to play. Uh, let's see here. Um, John uh, uh, reported uh, reports just uh, one minute ago, actually, says, Source tells me one proposal on WCC regular season basketball bubble in Las Vegas would have men's and women's tennis teams playing a series of games over a two-week period, then break a couple of weeks, then return to Vegas for another flurry of games over a two-week period. Okay. I could see something like that maybe being a little more practical. That makes a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, again, John just tweeted that out uh, just, just a moment ago. So, obviously, uh, the West Coast Conference is asking the very same questions that we are, uh, Gordon, because that, that seems a little bit more doable to me, right, don't you think? Where yeah. you, you go down there, you bubble up, you, you play, you know, what do you play, six, seven games in a couple of weeks? Uh, uh, and then, maybe. Well, I mean, let's say you're down there for 14 days. You can play every other day, you know, that's seven games. And then uh, come back and do seven more in a couple of weeks and do seven more, and there's your regular season. You go to Vegas three times, and there it is. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose maybe something along those lines uh, would work. Uh, but how you, would, can't, wh- you can't send them to Vegas from, you know, what would it be, like December through March. Right. How would, what would the fan situation be? Uh, I have no idea. Has, he has not reported that. Because can those can that conference can those schools afford that if they're not getting anybody in the gate? Yeah, I don't know. It's it. I would guess this would be purely to satisfy, um, tell to get the TV money. I, I doubt the gate would be involved in in a bubble situation. How, how would that be? How is that any safer than just having uh, limited fans uh, on the home courts? Um, my get well. My answer is it's probably not, but, uh, you know, we've talked about the different standards different conferences and universities have, have had during this pandemic, and, you know, maybe that this is the way they sell it to um, either politicians or, or the, the um, what am I looking for, leadership at the schools, at the various schools, right? So maybe the, the safer safety argument you could – you could, uh, you know, we could debate that all day, but really, this just makes everybody feel better. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't even know how that would be accomplished, as opposed to just having uh, having your teams tested on a regular basis uh, every day, if possible, and uh, and just having them play in limited. Uh, seating arrangements uh, for their home arenas. Uh, That that seems like that would be just as safe, maybe even safer. I can't can't believe I'm going to say this, but I 100% agree with you, Gordon. I think you're right on the money. (laughs) I I think this would be wholly unnecessary. Well, they can test, they can can televise those games just as easily as they can televise the games out of Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I totally agree. So this we'll, sounds we'll kind of this sounds yeah that sounds kind of like a stretch, 
Although in this day and age, you'd almost believe anything. But I'm not. I'm not sure I see the usefulness of it. I don't either. I think you're just making it more complicated, more expensive. But I mean, the 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 West Coast of the country has has had a different, more restrictive um, approach. Uh, to to handling of uh, of the pandemic, and so that's I mean that's all those West Coast Conference schools are all in those states, so mm-hmm. maybe they feel like this is what would be necessary to play. I don't know, but because the Mountain West Conference is in those same states, and so is the Pac-12, and it sounds like they're going to play in the in the you know home games with limited fans. So I don't know. This this is a weird one. Maybe you know. Maybe the the leadership at these more conservative schools is worried about it. I, it's I, I'm surprised we're seeing this news that they're considering doing that. I, that that genuinely surprises me. Yeah, yeah, it surprises me too. Whatever they do, they just better make sure that there is no, and I mean no, doubles ping pong involved. <laughs> because that is the key to staying safe. That is the key to staying safe. You get rid of doubles ping pong. <laughs> and and it really mitigates a lot of the danger. So let's let's all keep that in mind when we're playing ping pong. Let's make it singles only, please. Singles only. <laughs> oh, you are so hung up on that. That is one never thing. not going to be funny to me. I'm sure I'm the only one that finds that funny, but that is never <laughs> not going to be funny to me. <laughs> it's in these conditions with the pandemic being what it is. Uh, why why scoff at, at overkill you know i mean <laughs> i get your point but they could even they legislated in no doubles ping pong to the rules in the well have you ever bubble. played doubles ping pong yes, I mean, there there is a lot times. of body contact there and you know i mean you're, you're huffing and puffing and if you're playing the game right and you're right in each other's grill uh, yeah, yeah i got it but you 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 know you can say the same thing about you know basketball right and and they were testing every single day and they were totally out isolated not totally isolated from the outside world uh, i think we could maybe maybe let them play a little dubs <laughs> i think we i think that we'd all be all right if they if they played a little doubles but that's okay it, I, it's just funny to me what was the other one that was so ludicrous uh you couldn't uh what was it uh touch your wipe your hands on your jersey wasn't that what it was austin what was it do you remember yeah that's exactly right you couldn't use your uniform to uh, wipe the ball or your hands or your hands that's right so ridiculous but i get your point i get your point i mean if there's ever a time to have overkill i guess that time is now but it, it, it just always always strikes me funny so whatever the west coast conference decides to do just make sure that is singles ping pong only, please. Singles ping pong only. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> we'll see you, what are, do. you are one sick puppy. I am. I'm sorry. It, it, it is funny, though. Uh, let's talk uh, football. Any, any, any precaution that can be taken, whether it sa- seems ridiculous or not, is, is a good idea because uh, I don't know careful. if that's true. But I hear what you're saying. Um, let's talk a little bit about football, Gordon. Uh, the, we have two local teams playing this weekend, which is uh, which is absolutely refreshing. 
You know, it's it's uh, been BYU solo for a little while now, and now the Mountain West Conference is back. Utah State getting into the fray. They're going to be up taking on Boise State. These two games are going to uh, to overlap a, a little bit, Gordon. I think um, BYU is is uh, is really good, and they're going to smash Texas State. And I, I really want to see BYU, but I think Utah State and Boise State is definitely more interesting to me. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you completely. However, BYU has created – a situation now where people are are tuning in to see them. They want to see, they want to evaluate, they want to judge this team. Uh, As difficult as it might be uh, going up against uh, this kind of competition, but people want to see uh, whether the Cougars are as good as uh, as they seem, as they are proclaimed to be, and they want to see Zach Wilson. They want to see this quarterback and see – what what uh, what folks are talking about with him, and even though Texas State is not going to provide any kind of real challenge for this team, they they want to watch the ball fly. They want to see what this kid can do, and uh, maybe that is affected by the caliber of competition. But uh, you still got to complete the passes. And uh, I've heard a lot of people say this nationally and locally that BYU is fun to watch. And oh yeah! If if football is entertainment, then and some college football isn't always all that entertaining. People are into it because they're into their schools, they're into their rooting interests, they're they're into their connection to various programs. But uh, uh, every once in a while, the game is fun to watch, and B, the way BYU is playing football this year is is pretty fun to watch. Every one of their games has had uh, more, uh, segments of entertainment involved in what they're doing. And that's really what – the question is with Texas State is, will BYU score over 50 points? I hope so. Uh, I, what, what, it's probably more likely than not, I would say, if they want to. Now, maybe, you know, Kalani has been uh, – uh, showing some mercy on some of these teams, so maybe that uh, maybe that pattern would continue. They're certainly capable of it. How about this? I'll use your word from yesterday, Gordon. You ready? Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Is it probable? It's possible. Is it probable? It's possible. Uh, is it probable? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? I wouldn't expect Utah State to beat Boise State, Jake, uh, especially up on that blue turf because, come on. I mean, that, that's that's just troubling going up there. But, again, that is interesting because neither one of those teams have played, and we want to see what we're looking at with those two. Uh, how good is Utah State? Uh, and, and BYU fans will want to see Boise State against the Aggies and see what BYU might be facing because that really might be their only real challenge all year long. No doubt about it. Uh, real quick, uh, just to clear clear things up, because Canzano's tweet was uh, a, a little weirdly written, and uh, Austin uh, texted me that uh, maybe we need a little clarification. Okay. Uh, when I mentioned men's and women's tennis, that's in addition to the basketball. So they'd be, like, doing the same thing. Right. I, I think that was pretty clear, wasn't it? Okay. I'm just making sure. Sometimes I lay things out. One proposal on WCC regular season basketball bubble in Las Vegas would have men's and women's tennis teams playing a series of games over a two-week period. Yeah, that that's exactly how the, the – uh, 
tweet is written. So, so is this about just, tennis or basketball? Both. <laughs> they the both be about tennis. Those sports would be all doing it. Wait, college tennis is fascinating and scintillating and enlightening yeah. and, 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 and entertaining to the max. How dare you put to college tennis it's on down. big ESPN and FS1 every week? Uh, anyway, well, Austin, yeah. that's exactly how the uh, tweet was worded. So I apologize for the. Uh, In other words, Jake is saying it's not his fault. What? When I'm reading somebody else's report, <laughs> I'm not. Right. I'm not John Canzano's editor. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, somebody I th- else's gig. I thought it was fairly clear that you were talking about both basketball and tennis. Uh, basketball wasn't announcing that tennis would be holed up in Vegas. All right, uh, joining us now, we are live at the warehouse, our good friend Tom, 1825 South, 300 West. Of course, their Orm location as well, 86 East University Parkway. What's going on, Tom? I saw uh, people coming in and checking out uh, the Mac Special. Coach Mac Special, now they're checking out the King Adjustable Bed. Nice. So they're hey, getting, so getting it done. They uh, Gordon, you know who yes. my favorite college team is? Who? Cool. Anybody and everybody who beats Boise State. Here, here. What uh, uh, whence cometh the uh, the loathing of the Broncos? It started when they started running the fake play where the guy would lay on the sideline on the blue turf to hide himself and then stand <laughs> up and catch a pass. Oh, that bothered you. <laughs> it seems like cheating. Come on, hundred percent. From that time forward, it, it's like. The Yankees. I don't like the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, but did you like the Statue of Liberty play back in the day? Well, yeah, but that that's not laying down with a blue jersey that matches your blue turf. <laughs> I I get annoyed that they I have hate the blue turf. They have like they four, love it up there though. They have like four fans, but everybody thinks there's a zillion Boise State fans because those four fans are the most obnoxious, annoying people you've ever met. Hundred <laughs> percent. And the other team that I hate in college football is Alabama. Because Alabama fans are the same. They are obnoxious. And, and, but they have all of this bragging rights, so it's always like you have to shut up because they have scoreboard. They have champions board. So, but what does Boise State have besides blue turf that they cheat with? <laughs> uh, well, they they won a couple of BCS bowls back in the day. Okay. How many teams have done that? Uh, the G5 teams have won multiple, what, uh, Gordon, Utah? No, no, no. How many teams have won G5 bowls? Or, oh, yeah, I see. Plenty. I'll tell you, Tom, you would have loved being in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl when the Utes uh, shut up the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. 100% fan- one of my favorite games of all time. Those and fans, they were beside themselves, man. They didn't know what hit them, and they were I quite angry. absolutely loved it. Uh, we better get serious because we, gotta we do have the serious stuff here. Clayton wants to make sure that I remind everybody that this is the scratch and dent weekend. Come in here. No reasonable offer w- will be refused on floor model stuff. We've got a whole warehouse full of it. We also have the Coach Mac deal, which is incredible sofa love 
and recliner, the sofa and the love recline, and they all have these pop-out cup holders. Gordon, it's so it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's, it, yeah so it, it looks great. in your family room. It doesn't look like this tacky cup holder that takes up half your mm-hmm. living room or your family room. But when you want your drink, your favorite beverage to watch that football game, pop out the cup holder. It's like on the side of the arm. It pops out. You got your favorite beverage there. Uh, we're going to do that whole deal for fifteen ninety nine instead of twenty five ninety nine. That may be a one of the best. Off. That may be one of the best deals I've seen you do. That is a lot. I it's mean, I'm looking at it right now. That's your 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 man cave is set. That is a whole yeah. lot of man cave furniture for fifteen hundred bucks. Pretty incredible. Hey, how, Tom. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. I just understand that you you have uh, about fifty truckloads of uh, inventory coming in on Monday. We unloaded. Um, Clayton kept track. It was eight fifty-three footers and like fourteen of our twenty-two foot box truck, and it's in the warehouse behind us, Gordon. So I have the store here, and then we have a warehouse connected. Beautiful new store here on Third West, right across the street from Costco. But behind us, it's the old Henderson Tire and Wheel where they used to make axles mm. for trailers. That warehouse is full. Like, you cannot walk through it. It is so full. We have got to move it because we have to be out of there in three weeks. So you have stuff. The other guys don't have stuff. You've got so much stuff. We've got stuff. You're overflowing. And we're going to make you deals like never before. But last but not least, do not miss the adjustable bed with the incredible 455 base that includes the Bluetooth module and a gorgeous either hybrid or gel-infused memory foam, the entire package, not 2900 bucks. It's $899. Wow, that is insane. You take advantage of it, 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. Also, don't forget, they've got a location in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Sounds of various clips coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Uh, let's see here. Um, John uh, uh, reported uh, reports just uh, one minute ago, actually. says, source tells me one proposal on WCC regular season basketball bubble in las vegas would have men's and women's tennis teams playing a series of games over a two-week period then break a couple of weeks then return to vegas for another flurry of games over a two-week period you can rake me over the coals and why did we have to play it i want to relive it I don't know why I was reading tennis. Because you guys were rude to me about it. I don't know why I was reading tennis in a tweet from John Canzano, but I did. How were we rude? That's what it's worded like here, Austin. We weren't rude. didn't say tennis once. We were not rude. Nine tweets, no tennis. Anywho, thank you. Apology not accepted. Corrections and retractions. Tennis has nothing to do with it. Tried to do it privately. Oh, I'm not. You didn't believe me. I'm not uh, apologizing, certainly. I was the one who made the mistake. Well, then you should apologize. Uh, d- apologize for uh, hurting d- my you? feelings. For what? Oh, for being rude to me. Stop it. Stop it. No. All right, we're live here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It's time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. Uh, that Daniel Jones play is something else, Gordon. If. Uh, <laughs> If you haven't seen it, he has wide open field in front of him. 
He is running. He's going to score like a 70-yard touchdown or something like that. And he's running away from everybody. I mean, nobody's even close. And then he starts to wobble a little bit. And then by the 10-yard line, the turf monster got him. And he goes right down. Turf monster. So awesome. They reach up and grab you. Do you remember that? Do you remember Paul Kruger and his interception against BYU that one year? Yeah. And uh-huh. he had a, a touchdown to score, and the turf monster got him. I always thought that that was particularly painful because he's a defensive end. How often <laughs> does a defensive end get an interception and is rumbling toward the end zone? I mean, that never happens. Uh, but poor Daniel Jones, the turf monster, got him last night good. And uh, Austin has put together uh, a kind of a package of uh, the calls of that moment. From the 12, Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Hand off. Nope, Jones is going to keep it. Jones is going to run it. Jones across midfield. It's a foot race. Can he go all the way? Shotgun formation. Jones fakes it. Now he runs. He's got a huge hole. 25-30. And there he goes. La verdad que un gran juego. Va por tierra otra vez, pero el engaño es con Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones se quiere ir. Se puede Stay upright and he trips. Daniel Jones to the 20 and he stumbles and he falls down at the 10. Daniel Jones stumbles down at the 15. He could not get there. Absolutely all alone and he trips. (laughs) Running out of gas. Jones had nothing but green grass in front of him. Going to the end zone and ends up carrying it as it is for 80. The oh. turf monster got him. Stumbling, rumbling, bumbling, and he falls down. He's reading Brandon Graham out there, and then he takes it, and once he does and pulls it, there's just nobody left. Even Evan Ingram is out there blocking, and this is the only way he doesn't score. Se tropezó, vio la zona festiva y estaba celebrando. And that typifies what this has been all about. He is down at the eight. I just, uh, I don't know, I just tried to run faster than I was running and, and uh, got caught up. So uh, we finished the drive, scored a touchdown. So that was a relief uh, to me for sure. So there you go. Well done, uh, Austin. Uh, very well done. And by the way, uh, the Sounds of Various Clips today brought to you by uh, America First Credit Union. Uh, the Raiders versus Buccaneers game starts at 2 on Sunday here on the Zone Sports Network. Brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Some great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. I like it when we can get all the perspectives there, Gordon, <laughs> yes. on, a, on an infamous moment. You know, you said it earlier. Uh, why does uh, a Spanish broadcast sound so good? Yeah, I I love it. I love Spanish play-by-play. I, 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 there's something about the language, I think, that lends itself to expressing emotion. <laughs> I'm okay. serious. Don't you think you can listen to some of these uh, Spanish calls and you know exactly what's going on just by, like, I don't know, the vibe of of how they're saying it? I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it just rolls off the tongue, and uh, it's a, a language that is conducive to quick talking, and uh, it always sounds good. Whether there's El a... Dia de la Batalla de Pueblo, Puebla. <laughs> let me let me ask you like this. Like I said, it just rolls right off the tongue. 
in in today's day and age, uh, when you juxtapose the home announcer as the road announcer, uh, or or I guess the winning announcer and the losing announcer, which do you like hearing more? <laughs> because I love, and this says something about me. I love hearing the losing announcers and how they call a moment. Just because it's such a downer. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, the shot is up. And he missed it. He missed it. They lose. It's over. I think think that does say a little something about you. Oh, come on. You don't find that funny? (laughs) Funny. Austin, no. I know you're with me. You know that it's hilarious, right? I, I, I actually really I know what you're saying, and I, I that was a good example. I then I will add a, a little cream on top of that cake and say I like when the losing announcer has to announce that the other team won, like like in that moment saying uh, uh, five seconds, three, the shot it went in. I can't believe it went, and the home <laughs> crowd behind them just going nuts. That's what I like to hear the one guy in the building that hates his life right then. <laughs> Guys. The hold on. is down and the kick is blocked. Blocked. It's blocked. <laughs> it's blocked and the uh, and the the Tigers are going to lose. I can't believe it. Post game lost. Post game next. We'll be right back. <laughs> meanwhile the other guys are going crazy. Losing his mind. Just so funny how they can there can be two different versions of that moment, you know, based on who you are. But, but it's just, it's just amazing to me that you guys find so much joy in other people's pain. It's because it's sports. It's not real pain. It's sports pain. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. If you say so. Yeah. And the kick is up. And it's no good. It's no good. Jeez. Uh, oh, <laughs> The okay. Eagles are going to lose. I know. Sometimes there's such disgust. That's. I really know. like this clip from back in the day when I was producing Bees games. Uh, after Klauke, uh, the, the Bees had just lost a close game, and this is how he opened the post game. <laughs> Welcome back to the dump known as Security Service Field as the Sky Sox score five runs in the bottom of the <laughs> The dump. Oh, man, that is funny. That is, that is classic. No, I love, yeah. Shout out to Steve Klauke, man. Yes, indeed. Love Klauke. He's the man. <laughs> dump. That is dump. Five at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It's the big show. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. <laughs> big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Uh, Gordon, we were just talking uh, a little bit off the air. We have a crazy busy day of college football coming up tomorrow. The Big Ten is back. Uh, the Mountain West Conference is back. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a, a little weird because we're going to have a full slate of games coming up tomorrow. I'm pretty stoked. I wonder how the Big Ten will, the teams will function. I wonder uh, whether it will come out sharp or whether it'll be sloppy and not that much fun to watch. I don't know. Well, here's I, – I couldn't agree more. And, and let me ask you, that it'll be interesting to see how the tackling is, I think. Because when you've seen the Big 12, Gordon, the tackling in the defense has just been so dreadfully bad. But you wonder if that's just because they're the Big 12, right? And they haven't tackled for years. <laughs> uh, but we're, we've seen some wonky scores in the SEC, too. 
Um, you know, what did Clemson and the ACC put up last week? Wasn't it like 75 points or something ridiculous? So I wonder uh, in the Big Ten, a, a league that's more known for its hard-nosed defense will have a, a similar result, right? Are we going to see a bunch of wacky yeah. scores in the Big Ten too? I don't know. Uh, but it'll be, uh, it'll be fun and entertaining to find out. Yeah, I, I, you know, Ohio State's supposed to be good. I mean, Michigan, will they, they continue uh, to just uh, disappoint? You know, how will uh, Wisconsin look? They're usually pretty good. So I, I, I think there's, there's some storylines there. If, how, how, how patient would you be with Harbaugh if you were Michigan? That's a good question. He makes a lot of dough. He makes a lot of dough, and the expectations are so high up there. Um and and he, I think it's fair to, to say that he's underperformed. His teams have underperformed. Uh, I think he's a good coach, but you know how they are. I mean, just like the other blue blood programs around the country, they they don't want to hear about almost. They want they want to see the trophy. You know what? One of my favorite drops is or, or bits that we play is Austin. Can we? How hard would it be to find the drunken Michigan president, lady? Oh, would that be hard to to locate why i give you my uh my jim harbaugh hot take uh you know what's you know what's weird uh gordon is usually with harbaugh think about where he's been before usually he comes in makes an immediate difference they're they're really good and then when he fizzles it's because he wears on everybody right you know he's he's oh. got a really unique kind of bizarre strong personality and uh eventually you know, the people he's working with are like, geez, I don't know how good a coach you are, but it's not worth this. And he didn't really have – I mean, he's had good seasons at Michigan, but he didn't have the top-end season or seasons I think a lot of us expected. And now I wonder where he's at on the wearing everybody out scale. Right, because he does he does have that sort of persona where uh, everyone uh, can – I don't want to say tolerate, but everyone can get along as long as – the winning is good, but if the winning isn't up to par, how how long do you want to wait? Especially everything's relative, right? Ohio State is having the success that the Buckeyes have had, and uh, the Wolverines looking around going, hey, how come we're not doing that? I still, my favorite Jim Harbaugh story is told by Frank Beamer about just like what a psycho he is. I've talked to you about this story before, haven't I, Gordon, where he and Frank were doing uh, the press conference getting ready for they played. Um, Stanford played Virginia Tech in a bowl game, and I can't even remember what bowl game it was. But uh, they're down there doing their their press conference, you know, where they're together or or uh, whatnot. And call um, um, uh, how did it go? Uh, Jim Harbaugh says, uh, "Wow!" Uh, goes up to Frankie. He's like, "Geez, you how you just have a really great program there at Georgia Tech." And and Frank Beamer just kind of he just kind of <laughs>, laughs and looks back, and he's like. Uh, yeah, we're we're really excited to be playing Sanford too, and uh, and Jim Harbaugh goes, I can't wait to tell my team that you called us Sanford. <laughs> yeah. Just looks at him, looks at him dead face, like I'm going to use this as locker room material. How dare you call us Sanford? <laughs> that sounds like something you would do. That does sound like, like something I would do. <laughs> tennis. Hashtag tennis. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting on those those high-profile, um, high-paid jobs 
with it comes a lot of expectation, especially when you're, you know, like Brady Hoke is almost, you're, you're settling to hire Brady Hoke, right? But with Jim Harbaugh, I mean, that's that's supposed to be a guy with some juice and, and somebody who has, you know, gets immediate results. You know, not unlike somebody like Urban Meyer. You know, when you hire Urban Meyer, there's probably some expectation there that you're going to do some winning early and often. And it's the funniest thing has of happened all. to Michigan, but not really. Yeah, exactly. And the funniest thing of all about it is if Harbaugh were to walk away, you know, he'd get a job within a week or two. Yeah. In in this league or in the NFL, probably, yeah, or in exactly. college football or in the NFL. Sometimes it just uh, sometimes it just doesn't necessarily fit all that well. And, and for whatever reason, and there's plenty of them and there's plenty of variables. Yeah. So uh, the Big Ten is back. I I don't know what to expect out of the Mountain West Conference, Gordon, um, it being back this weekend, just because Boise is, is changing over a quarterback, so I think we all expect them to be good. But, you know, how good? Um, I think there are a lot of unknowns with Utah State. Um, we'll see what, what San Diego State brings to the table and some of the California schools as they've had difficulty, you know, even preparing for the football season, right? So yeah. I, I – I don't quite know. With the Big Ten, I think Ohio State's going to be awesome. With the with the Mountain West, I'm I'm not quite so sure what to expect. Right, and and some of these evaluations are just based off of program reputation, right? And we we don't know how good these teams will be, but we'll we'll get to some information quickly. The funny thing about it is that these teams are playing now, and there's a certain school in Provo that's already played five games. That's already been rolling. Yep. Crazy. Yep. It is crazy. I, I I wish BYU could find a few more games for their schedule. That the, there's some some weird gaps, of course. That the the gap uh, uh, until the San Diego State game is a, is a little ridiculous. Do you think that BYU the players will perform better just having a smattering of fans in the stadium? Oh, will I that, will I that would make, think so. Does do, do, do six thousand fans uh, a crowd like that make? a difference as far as the way a team plays. BYU's done a pretty good job of firing itself up. Yeah, they and, have. Uh, they have. Now, now we'll see how it goes. And, of course, at Houston, there were plenty of BYU fans there relative to the overall. I don't know what the count in that game was uh, as far as the crowd goes. But, uh, you know, BYU, it's one thing to play in your home stadium. It's another to have somebody in the stands that's uh, making a little bit of noise. Austin, were you able to find that? No, he is not here at the moment. Oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> I was going to say, did Austin... Put that on uh, air? Get the hell out of this. <laughs> that was on air? I think Austin just fired somebody. Yeah, uh, it sure sounded like it. Yeah, it did. Learning how to produce like and he goes on air. All right. Well, <laughs> He's not here right now. We're all going. Where, where did Austin go? Hey, Austin. Hi, Tom. I like that. That was good live radio. That was good, that live, was radio. good live radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we'll have to play that. Uh, we'll have I to couldn't find the time. nine-year-old bite from uh, Frank Beamer, sorry. Oh, no, no. no. We, he, we, we wanted the, the, yeah, we wanted the drunken Michigan president. The three-and-a-half-minute thing? The Michigan. Well, we'll have to play it next week, I guess. All right. Uh, we are live at the warehouse. You heard Tom's <laughs> voice there. Clayton with us as well, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. The warehouse. Clayton, last spot of the day. What are we doing? <laughs> I wish I was the boss. You're the boss. He thinks he is. Uh, that just, I mean, I can act I, like I did it. that on purpose, Jay. 
Jake, I did that on purpose to show you that I still am the dad. Well, and Tom, also usually Tom, he has the Clayton yeah. special. I, I have a question. What would you do if Clayton just decided to start marking everything down and it was unbeknownst to you? He does uh, it. He does it. Really? Yeah, and remember that day he took oh, 100 he bucks off? Yeah, he did do Heck that. yeah. yeah he did. I can do what I want. Well, let, well, let's close the day with uh, a reminder. Um, scratch and dent, everything, no reasonable offer refused. Salt Lake and Orem store, today and tomorrow only. We're also going to do the Clayton special. We haven't talked about it. Uh, the Customs Clayton special, eleven ninety nine instead of seventeen ninety nine. This is a gorgeous sectional. You can choose whatever fabric you want. It's an incredible deal. Let's also do the adjustable bed, the best deal we've ever done, eight ninety nine for the base that's normally fifteen ninety nine with the mattress that's normally twelve ninety nine, eight hundred ninety nine dollars. Remember, we'll deliver and set it up for seventy five bucks. We'll give you a free sheet or mattress protector today and tomorrow only on any adjustable bed. How about last but not least, we just had a customer come in and buy the Coach Max special. Yeah. We've got like six of them. It's an incredible sofa, love seat, and recliner. Everything reclines, but they have pop-out cup holders. They're really cool. So it looks nice so your wife doesn't think it's tacky. But when you need your favorite beverage, you can have it's it. It's right there. there. It's a big day for college football tomorrow. That would come in handy. Fifteen ninety nine. Wow, that's amazing. For all of that, for the, the love seat, the sectional, and the recliner? And it all has recliners inside of it? And we'll deliver that anywhere in Utah County, Salt Lake County, or Davis County for 50 bucks. What? Man, take advantage of it. Clayton didn't like that one. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West. <laughs> it's the warehouse. I, Jake, I gave him the opportunity to run with it, uh-huh. and he passed me the ball. And so, Some people were made to shoot, and oh some people gosh. were made to pass. Pass me the ball. I'll shoot. All right, you, dr- you drive the truck and put it in the house then. <laughs> 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about Uncle, Uncle Clayton down in, uh, in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. It's the warehouse. More next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to Tom and the crew here at the warehouse. Always gracious hosts, especially on a football Friday when Coach Mack is with us. Uh, 1825 South, 300 West right here in Salt Lake. Of course, they've got their Orem location as well. 86 East University Parkway. Gordon, you got any uh, any big plans for the weekend? Just uh, covering a football game tomorrow, and I'll be watching uh, both Utah State, Boise State, and BYU, Texas State. Just to stay uh, abreast of what's going on, probably writing off the game. So, um, what you got otherwise? going on Sunday? Uh, toga party? Uh, <laughs> no, no, oh. just uh, f- hopefully spending time with the family. Okay. You How about you? Oh, uh, two toga parties. <laughs> All right. I, I've got no. I, with you know masks. What? With uh, masks. I've got. Oh no. You, you know the the toga is adjusted so it covers I the see. mouth and nose. Don't worry. Uh, you know, Gordon. I, I don't think we have a whole lot going this weekend. My wife. Uh, my wife uh, is going to play golf with her friends. Does that count? Uh, so yeah, she's that, doing something, good. but mm-hmm. I, I am going to do nothing. Uh, I, a quick plug for David James. 
DJ, being the nerd that he is, just compiled all the college football games and what channels they're going to be on tomorrow and sent it out in a nice, neat, uh, what do they call that, uh, like an Excel format so you can see what's on what channel when. And it is amazing how much college football is going to be tomorrow. So I think that's probably my plan. All right. Well, uh, post good. up post up on the couch with a uh, uh, my favorite beverage and uh, my favorite snack. What and, uh, uh, what what is your favorite snack? If you were going to uh, recommend something to our listeners out there who want to merge themselves in some football tomorrow, what would you recommend? Okay, this is super boring, but we found this uh, a variety of uh, tortilla chip that I particularly mm-hmm. enjoy. So uh-huh. I I think uh, I might just go chips and salsa kind of day tomorrow. Have you ever wondered why certain chips taste so much better than others? Uh, I guess. I, I mean, guess aren't they made up essentially of the same stuff? Why? No, why, why? it's a, it's a, the recipe, man. They're not made up of this. That's like that's like why is there a difference in uh, uh, different pies? Like why does Marie Callender's <laughs> apple pie not taste exactly like uh, Dan's apple pie? All right. Well, I guess I'm not sophisticated enough to know uh, what all the ingredients are. Wait, wait, wait. Just a minute. And this is you who thought that uh, you would be a chef in a different life? Uh, well, I, I, the point is that I'm not a chef, and, but I think the the uh, the creativity involved in that whole process, I think I might have been able to master it. But, but you don't understand why different <laughs> chips taste differently? But you would have been a great chef. Well, I understand. I don't think it. you would. I understand it from a from a spice standpoint, but not. I mean, I have had chips that were essentially made of the same thing, and some of them taste better than others. Essentially and, made of the same thing. First of all, how would you know? <laughs> well, they look this. They look the same. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday on the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.